Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. We're two days away from the NFL draft. We're just, what, one, two, three days removed from the Blue Gold game. A lot of recruits, or uh, yeah, recruits in for the weekend. So we've got a lot to talk about today with Ryan Roberts from uh, IrishBreakdown.com as well as RisenDraft.com. This has got to be about the busiest week of the year for you, I would imagine, huh? I mean, it's it's always busy around draft time, and then when you add in all the uh, blue gold game, um, you know, <laughs> stuff. You know, we we me and my wife actually traveled down with the baby to just That's be right. there in person. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it was a wonderful day. It was beautiful. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But then you know, kind of heading back to Jersey and getting on the horn with a bunch of recruits and just trying to figure out, you know, how the weekends went and, and all that type of recruiting movement going right into this week where you're, you know, doing radio spots and trying to get through a lot of the rumor mills that's kind of going mm-hmm. around the NFL draft circuit. So, yeah, to say the least, it's been a busy few hours. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's jump into this. Let's, let's tackle some draft stuff first. Of course, we've got, you know, the top prospects for Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton, Kyron Williams, Kevin Austin, there's some other guys out there as well. Jack Cohn, Myron Tangavaloa, Mosa, to name a couple of others who maybe aren't talked about as much as those big three. But any kind of latest buzz on some of the you know top Notre Dame draft prospects right now? Yeah, I talked to somebody that's very close, um, connected to the NFL, just to try to get a feel, you know, if I'm kind of on the similar wavelength. And for the most part, everything's pretty consistent. I'll say just some quick notes that I have. Kyle Hamilton is still viewed mostly across the league as a top 10 player in this class. So I know there's been kind of a lot of conversations, you know, could he fall out of the top 10? Could he be the 11th pick to the Washington Commanders? Could he fall below that? I think there's a good chance that he still is somewhere in that top 10, kind of number 10 to the New York Jets being a little bit of his floor to a degree. But I, I I will say that there were a couple teams apparently that did drop him out of the top 10 because of the 4 5 9 40, you know, and sure. I, I would push back against that a little bit, you know, because last week obviously we talked about what the context of that 40 is. But I think for the most part, though, Kyle's stock has kind of stayed relatively the same going into the process. So that was good to hear. Kyron Williams is a player that, I mean, last week when I talked to you, I I think I mentioned, you know, I I think fourth round range is probably a good spot for him. I was told that the majority of the teams, a lot of teams have third round grades actually on Kyron Williams. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to go in the third round. That just means that that's where they value him. And, you know, obviously you're going to have the, you know, the, you know, the value of the running back position and how that goes into the evaluation. But another good thing to hear, you know, some teams have fourth round grades on him, but he is well liked across the league because he brings a baseline as a really good pass receiver as a running back and a good blocker. So a guy that I think is going to play a lot of football in the next level. And I think that he has a chance to sneak into day two somewhere, somewhere in the third round. Okay. The surprise one, I I guess to a degree, I thought Kevin Austin was firmly in third or fourth round conversation. I was told that a lot of, a lot of teams still have late round grades on him. Um, So 
he might not actually go in that fourth round range dependent upon, I mean, it only takes one team to really fall in love with a player. So it's always possible that he'll go a little higher after the combine performance that he had. And then he had another nice showing up pro day running routes, but NFL teams are still kind of doing their, their homework on him and the due diligence because the, I mean, to be very honest, the, the tape did not quite match what the athletic profile would suggest. So he's a guy that might not go as high as some people maybe would think at the moment just based upon his combine performance. Jack Cohn is, I think he's a safe, draftable player. I'm told most, most teams have mid-round, mid to late-round grades on him. There are some teams that obviously question the upside. You know, is he a starting quarterback long-term? Most likely not, so that might drop, drop him down a little bit, but... I would be very surprised at this point if Jack Cohn is not drafted um, this, okay. this weekend. So, and the last guy that that we talked about, you mentioned a little bit in the intro, Myron Tangovailoa Mosa is the, is the last guy that has received some draftable hype um, of the Notre Dame crew. So there are, is a large variety though to him. Yeah, to exactly, exactly. There's there's some teams that have early day three grades on them, and there's some teams that have UDFA. So there's anything there in between. So my sources believe that there's a shot somewhere maybe in the fifth round, sixth round, somewhere in that ballpark, depending on when kind of that second and third wave of edge rushers comes off the board. But I, I just think it's just such a deep draft that I wouldn't be surprised if he goes UDFA. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes sixth or seventh. He's I think he's really kind of a fringe player to get drafted at this point. You know, Ryan, we talked about some comps for Kyle Hamilton last week. Is there, you know, maybe a a pro running back or two who you would comp Kyron Williams to? It, you know, anyone off the top of your head? Yeah, I think that a couple comps I've seen out there, some people like James White from New England, who's obviously been a really good pass receiver for them. I've heard even some people say he's maybe not as explosive, but an Austin Eckler from the L.A. Chargers is a guy. A guy that I really think, though, Sean, that he reminds me a lot of is Devonta Freeman, who was you okay. know, a really good player for Atlanta for a few years. He's kind of bounced yeah. around the last couple, but I just really like the kind of similar running styles. You know, they're a little bit of shorter, stockier backs. They have really good contact balance. And there's nothing flashy about him, but I, Kyron just strikes me as somebody that is going to get an opportunity in the NFL. People are going to kind of paint him as this just third-down specialist, and then he's going to be a Philip Lindsay type where, like, he rushes for 1,000 yards early in his career. Like, I, I just – I have kind of learned not to bet against Kyron Williams because the kid's <laughs> competitive nature is just unmatched, man. Like, you can't you – can't, you can tell me he runs four six five. We can quantify that all you want. I don't think you can quantify just how tough of a, a competitor that Kyron Williams is. Yep, agreed. Definitely agree. With that, yeah, and you know he's he's kind of pushed back on anyone who wants to talk about him as a third down back and that kind of stuff. I mean, there are worse things in the world than starting your NFL career with that. But obviously, you know, you can earn more opportunities just being on a team and and kind of going from there. So I think exactly. there's I think there's a lot in front of Kyron Williams still. All right, well, let's shift into some Notre Dame football recruiting talk. Now, and again, of course, the uh, NFL draft is Thursday, and you can find more of Ryan's stuff, his draft stuff, at risendraft.com. Notre Dame got a big commitment yesterday, 2023 offensive lineman Sam Pendleton. So what can you tell us about Pendleton? Yeah, Sam is a really intriguing football player because he's he's a guy that has not gotten a lot of attention until the last few months because he's not a kid that likes to go to the Under Armour camps or just the camps in general, which, I mean, we know in this – social media world and just how the recruiting platforms work that's where a lot of the star rankings come from you know and that's how the cable people it's, uh, recruits tend to get recognized so he's not one of those guys 
He's very non-assuming. He's kind of a very business-like type of individual. So his first offer actually didn't come until this last October, which is the October of his junior year, which is pretty late for guys to start getting their offers. And since then, I mean, he's gotten a plethora of offers. He went down to his final four coming into the decision was Notre Dame, the University of Florida, Michigan, and North Carolina State. And he's a kid that is coming out of the state of North Carolina. So there were some people early on that actually thought that, you know, the that Clemson would be like an, a pretty big front runner for him. And he, they were honestly for a little bit. And then once everything kind of really started to heat up, because he actually didn't get his Notre Dame offer until uh, the last month, March 16th. So they they really identified him late, obviously. Coach Heastan identified him, and they got on him very quickly. And within a couple weeks, he made his made his visit to Notre Dame. And as soon as he got on campus, it was pretty much over. I remember the first time I talked to him, he said, you know, basically something like, I wanted to, I wanted to hear from Notre Dame since my recruitment started. Like that was the team that I wanted to hear from. And once he did, came on campus, developed his relationship with Coach Heastands. It was kind of a done deal at that point, you know. Like staying near home's not a, a huge a huge thing for him. He wants to go to a program that can develop him properly. And and I think that having Coach Heastand back as the offensive line coach is a big reason why Sam Pendleton's coming to camp uh, coming uh, next next year. But he's a Really talented player out of state, North Carolina, four-star kid, 6'4", 305-pound listed, really talented offensive tackle on his level that projects probably better inside the guard, and I even think that he could play center. So I think it's a really big get. First offensive line recruit uh, to commit since Coach Heastan came back, so I, I yeah. think it's a, n- a nice starting point for the offensive line class for 2023. Yeah, absolutely. Good uh, good early get for for Mr. Heaston, well, it was a big recruiting weekend as well, Blue Gold Weekend, and as you mentioned, you were in town for that. So, any big takeaways, you know, overall, and you know, as well as how the staff handled the Blue Gold game from that aspect? Yeah, I, I thought it was incredibly well done by the staff. You know, they had a giant list of visits that were you know on campus, and you know, for anybody that isn't signed up at IrishBreakdown.com, you can go on the message board and you can kind of see the visitor list from this past weekend. And I mean, twenty twenty three. 2024 kids we even had they even had a commit from another uh, another player in the 2024 class their first one in that class Brandon Davis um, Swain who is a defensive lineman out of the state of Michigan which was a nice grab for Al Washington so it was an electric weekend I think that one of the biggest headlines is you know they had right around 300 former alumni on campus which was fantastic to see I mean you saw guys like Aaron Taylor and Rocket Ishmael and Mike McGlinchey was there, Big Q, Ian Book, Cole Komet. There, there were so many fantastic former players on campus, which really really spoke, and spoke to uh, a lot of the recruits that were on campus. Like I spoke to Monroe Freeling from South Carolina, who's one of the top offensive tackle recruits in the class for Notre Dame. And he was just talking about his experience just being able to sit down and talk to guys like Aaron Taylor, who was you <laughs> know just accepted his award for being inducted into the College Football Hall of yeah. Fame. So. I think I think Notre Dame did a fantastic job getting the alumni involved, presenting this type of weekend, and it was also you know seventy something degrees in South Bend, which Can't beat when that. It was, yeah, it was snowing a few days earlier, man. So those guys, those kids that were coming from Texas, a couple uh, couple kids out of t- the state of Texas, Keon Keeley came back up from Florida. They got they got the good weather to say the least. Yeah, because it's uh, in the low 40s today, by the way. So that weather was right on time. Best best weather weekend that we've had of the year so far, that's yep. for sure. Well, you know, there's another guy uh, who committed. I almost forgot about the 2024 defensive line commit, Brandon Davis Swain. What do you know about him? 
Yeah, he's a really intriguing player. Um, apparently, he has a pretty good relationship with Khalid Kareem that came out of the university, uh, came out of the state of Michigan. Excuse me. And I think that, especially Brian thinks this tremendously, that he kind of reminds him a little bit of Khalid coming out. Six foot four, 240 pounds already as a sophomore mm. out of the state of Michigan. And he's just an incredibly long player that plays a little bit inside, outside for his high school. So I think Notre Dame sees him as a strong side defensive end or potentially moving inside the three tech. So 240 pounds already as a sophomore. He's got a lot of a lot of offers <laughs> to say the least at this point. I think he's right around twenty offers already. He's only a sophomore. He's a, a top one hundred recruit by a couple different platforms. So massive get the first commit of the defensive line that Al Washington has landed, and he got twenty twenty four kicked off, man. So it was it was good stuff to see uh, to see the twenty twenty four board already get somebody on board. Yep, no kidding. Both lines getting some commits over the last couple of days, just in the wake of the blue gold game, and there were uh, some talented pass catchers who uh, made some waves this past weekend. Can you give us an update on them? Yeah, it's it's been really exciting in that department. Chancey Stuckey landed his first commit of the class a couple weeks ago in Braylon James that we spoke about, the wide receiver out of Texas. There were a couple other really highly rated wide receivers on campus. One was also out of the state of Texas, Jaden Greathouse, who is um, – He's one of the better prospects, not only in the state of Texas, but one of the better wide receivers in, in the country. And he comes from Westlake High School, which is one of the better high schools, not only in Texas, but in the nation as well. So he was coming off a 1,200-plus yard season, double-digit touchdowns, only 66 catches, big body, six foot two, 210 pounds, really physically well put together kid and an advanced route runner for his age. And they were in a good position for what it was because they didn't offer Jaden until – he was, I think it was January 1st was when he got his official offer. But the interesting tidbit on him is that his first offer came from Baylor, which Coach Stuckey came from. And although Coach right. Stuckey was not, he was not on the staff as the wide receiver coach yet at Baylor, he obviously had been really connecting with him and developing a, a really nice relationship with Jaden. And I thought that it was going to be a big weekend, obviously, for Jaden because he liked Notre Dame a ton coming in, but he had never been to campus yet. But anytime that you really like the Notre Dame program before you even visit, I feel like as soon as you visit, it really kind of takes it up a notch. So they knocked it out of the park. I'd be willing to say that Notre Dame is the leader coming out of the visit. We'll see exactly what the timeline's looking like as far as when, how far he wants to take this commitment out. But Notre Dame could not have done better. And it's a similar kind of story, Sean, honestly, to how they did with Rodney Gallagher out of the state of Pennsylvania. He's a kid that, if you go to Laurel Highlands, he is a dynamic dual-threat quarterback for the team, projects best as a slot receiver, really dynamic kid in space, also a Division I-level basketball player who had scholarship offers to the University of Illinois, among a couple other Power 5 schools. So, dynamic athlete, and another kid that he kind of put his recruitment on hold a little bit, because he was just coming off a playoff run in this in the basketball for state playoffs. So he didn't start taking visits until this month. So there was interest for a lot of schools, but you didn't really know exactly who he liked, who he didn't like. And he just released his top eight. Notre Dame was a part of it. Another guy that I think coming out of the visit, he, he told me that this visit surprised him in the best possible way. Hmm. I think he had expectations, but it even exceeded how much he liked Notre Dame kind of coming into the visit. So I think that not only are they the leaders for Jaden Greathouse, I believe they also might be the leader for a guy like a Rodney Gallagher. So Chancey Stuckey came in. 
to this this job at Notre Dame with not much of a recruiting background because he'd only been coaching on the collegiate level for one season prior to this year. Yeah. And I think he's answering a lot of questions from the recruiting side of things. He is, I mean, he, he's already landed a top 100 receiver in Braylon James, and he looks like that he's trending in the right direction with two more top 100 kids. So it looks like the wide receiver group is going to be in good hands for 2023. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, you know, and we're – we're sitting here. We're what the the end of April is Saturday, you know. So uh, we're we're almost at the end of the month of April right now. When we flip the month to calendar, uh, you know, the, the 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 calendar to the month of May, do, do you think that that maybe uh, we should expect uh, a lot of commitments coming in for the Fighting Irish at that point? I think it's very possible. I actually expected maybe a couple more in the month of April, but I mean, you got Jabron Payne in the 2022 class. We got Braylon James in 2023. You got Sam Pendleton in the 2023, and then you got uh, Brandon Davis Swain in 2024. So, I mean, four commits in the month of April is a good number. I think it's going to exceed that number next month. I, I know that they are in good positions with kids like J- uh, Jaden Lamar, the running back uh, um, out of the state of Washington, Sullivan Absher, who was on campus um, the, out of the out of North Carolina. I mentioned Monroe Freeling. They're in a good spot with him, the offensive lineman out of South Carolina. They're trending in the right direction with a lot of kids. So I'd be willing to say that if, if the over-under is set at four and a half, I'm going to go over on that four and a half because I, I think that they have put themselves in a really good position with a lot of their top guys on the board right now all right sounds good ryan roberts from irishbreakdown.com where he covers notre dame football recruiting and risingdraft.com where he covers the nfl draft get your sleep and uh enjoy the week and you know then we we just do it all over again next year right absolutely man rinse and repeat thank you so much sean (laughs) appreciate it all right absolutely ryan roberts irishbreakdown.com and risingdraft.com we'll take a time out and we come back talked a little um Notre Dame men's basketball in our last segment, and the Notre Dame women got a uh, a transfer who is coming in now as well. We've talked about them and the fact that they had three players enter the transfer portal. Now they've had someone who's going to be transferring in. I'll tell you who that is coming up next on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 